Materialists, Nigel here. While we are finishing up producing episode 11, I wanted to give you all a sneak peek at some content we are bringing your way. Much more to come down the line, but this episode really sticks it to the basic theme of the Materialist podcast as a whole, Do Objects Have Agency? So while the ink dries on episode 11, give this short clip a poke and we'll talk to you all soon. You know, tattooing is tied to these really important processes, right? To coming of age, to, you know, being connected to otherworldly forces, uh, being initiated into societies. So the people that are doing the tattooing themselves have elevated social status. Mm -hmm. uh, they are, you know, they are the medicine men, the shaman, the priests, older women. Um, in many societies, older women are the ones doing the tattooing. Um, you, you know, you have these intersecting uh, technological abilities, but also then, you know, when you have the letting of blood combined with the social and ritual importance of what's happening, that's not just going to be some dude on the street doing it, right? right? right yeah. The specialist who does this thing, who's handling issues like infection, as well as issues like, you know, the liminal passage of your consciousness from childhood to adulthood, right? right. You know, this whole kit and caboodle. Anyway, so you start looking then at, at the context and... That I think is, you know, is critically important for trying to figure out where these things are archaeologically. Because, you know, it would be great if we could put every single bone tool under the microscope and look at its use where. But there's just not enough time or money to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. So instead, you can sort of step back and say, well, what are the things that you should have to find with a pointed tool, a bone tool, a possible tattoo implement of any kind to identify it as being used for tattooing? And of course, the biggest one of those is pigment. I mean, it would be awesome if you could find the pigment on the tool itself. Again, differential preservation, sometimes that happens and sometimes not. Right, right. And so, you know, so when you step back and think about then the archaeological context of that, you know, there's sort of that dichotomy, I think, you know, tool resharpening, right? When, when tools get old, they are resharpened, they are reworked, they are cast aside, new tools are made. And then there's deliberate interment, where the tools themselves are put into the ground whether with people or sometimes just on their own. As and, an extension you know, of the ceremony? Well, or as because they are fundamentally important material objects, hmm. right? So, um, you know, getting into the 19th and 20th centuries on the plains, we have this whole class of sacred bundles that are tattooing bundles that are used by plains tribes. You know, listeners may have heard of like war bundles or medicine bundles. Right. Tattooing bundles were one of those bundles. Mm -hmm. It's it's in the same literature, but again, it hasn't, it hasn't been presented publicly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those wraps, those containers, all of the objects that were in them, they had agency, you know, they were that important. And so only certain people could use them and only certain people could be trained to use them. And in the event that a bundle keeper died and no one had been trained to use that, it was done with. No one could successfully or safely take up that object. And so the object itself might then be buried in the ground the same way a person would be. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, once you, once you sort of establish those frameworks, then you look out into the archaeological record and you start finding possible, possible correlates for these things. You hit the nail on the head. What sort of the basis for our podcast is do objects have agency? Um, and so thank cool. you for mentioning that word. <laughs> that was perfect.